We know Taco Bell's food is great. They've even got a whole new cantina menu with fresh new ingredients. Taco Bell is not just for late night anymore with fresh new ingredients like slow roasted chicken, pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. Taco Bell is a great destination for your midday fuel. They have amazing menu items like cantina chicken tacos, burritos, and quesadilla. I truly do love Taco Bell. I love a Crunchwrap Supreme. It is one of my favorite things to eat. Ooh, don't wait till it's late. Try the new cantina chicken menu now. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAPI-owned brands right now like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Maeve. Plus, you can support college access and student access when you donate online to Roundup in-store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. I'm recording. I'm recording. We're recording. <laughs> it's like one of those PSAs. Of yes. Like, I'm strong. I'm strong. I'm a woman. I'm a woman. Yes. <laughs> I'm recording. I'm recording. We're recording. We're recording. Well, we're recording best friends. Hi, Sashir. Hi, Nicole. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. It's 2021. And guess what? I'm going to do it. It's my year. Yeah. <laughs> I'm claiming it. I'm going to start saying it. I can't wait. Yeah. 2021. It's This is my fucking year. I cannot wait. We're in it to win it, baby. Yeah, it's got to be better than last year. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be better than last year. It's I'm going to thrive even fucking harder. I can't wait for what is going to unfold in February, <laughs> March, April. May, June, yeah. July, yeah. September, October, November. Yeah, bitch, I missed one. I was like, <laughs> I was not trying August? to see if you knew your uh, <laughs> What a little trick. <laughs> no, August is my birthday month, so like I already know it's going to be thrilling and exciting. Yay! I like that. <laughs> That's the spirit. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, but we didn't talk about any of the comedy shows that we did. And by any, I mean, I did a total of three Mm -hmm. uh, from March to December. Yeah, I did one. You did one? Yeah. Outdoor shows in L.A. where you think we Mm -hmm. would have so many outdoor Mm -hmm. shows because it's nice outside. Where New York is, have they're like, we'll put it on a roof. We'll put Uh it on a subway. We'll put, we'll do it anywhere. (laughs) Yeah, truly. Uh we did one, uh, so our friend Michael uh, put one on, and it was like, it, I felt safe, I felt yeah. nice, yeah. we were far enough away from the people that I loved it, yeah. and man, <laughs> that, so we did two shows, the first set, I forgot a joke midway through, <laughs> a joke that is a year and a half old, yeah. in the middle, I was like, whoa, what? And it didn't occur to me that 
yeah, I wrote it, but like I haven't performed it in almost a year. So yeah. I don't know. I went from five days, five, five shows a weekend to zero. Mm-hmm. You lose that shit rather quick. You do. Because it's like muscle memory. You have mm-hmm. to speak it out yeah. loud and perform it and have it in your body and be in front of a crowd to like hear the reaction. And if you don't do that for months and months, mm-hmm. it, you, it can go. You blank and then you turn to backstage and go, Sashir, <laughs> do you know the rest of this joke? Where you go, where were you in it? I'm like, this part. You're like, no, that's the part I know. And I was like, ah, oh, dang. And you're like, you have your notebook. <laughs> go through your notebook. Yeah. Ooh, baby. And, and then, then you open your notebook, read the joke, and then you close the notebook. And then you're like, oh, shit. I forgot <laughs> another thing. And I was like, why'd you close your notebook? <laughs> Because I'm perfect. Mm. Uh, and that was the night I I birthed. You, did you have a new joke or no? Did you tell old jokes? I can't remember. Yeah, I told old joke. Yeah, I was having the great debate. I was like, do I tell old stuff or new stuff? So I did like a couple of new things. Mm-hmm. Uh, one that did not hit. Uh, mm-hmm. It was a joke about st- sturdy knees uh, mm-hmm. that I need to really think about. <laughs> um, and... Then that was the birth of my ranch joke. Yeah. I now have a four-minute ranch joke. <laughs> oh, man. I'm so great. I'm so That grateful. includes you, your man, uh, Postmates. It's, and it's long. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, but yeah, the second show I did... Where was that? Oh, the second show I did was on a rooftop in Hollywood where Jeremy Piven performed. And... It was like really inter- like I don't I'm not gonna talk shit about someone else's comedy because comedy is subjective things are for people uh, and things are not for some people but he had a joke where I was like dang you are literally talking shit about the people in your audience and that's why your joke's not working that's mm. literally like, I was like yeah take this on the road go to Ohio it works in Ohio but it was about a woman with like too much Botox in her face oh, oh. and <laughs> I can't remember the beats of the story but I was like. You're ta- you're literally doing stand-up for a bunch of women with too much Botox in their face. Yeah, they're like, um, I don't get the problem. Yeah, they're like, what do you mean? Yeah. yeah. Mm, uh, sorry. Like, Actually, they're just, like, it was really interesting. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I can't really move my mouth right now. <laughs> and then at that show, a lady heckled me, and she said, black pussy's better. And in that moment, I was like, hmm. I'm back, baby. <laughs> like, I, I felt like it was therapeutic. I was like, I had been yearning for someone to heckle me. Whoa. In, in a way, because that means life is normal again. People are yeah. just screaming whatever they want at mm. me because I have a friendly looking face. Mm. Mm. Uh, but it was, and then it was also like a free joke. I was like, ma'am, have you been home since March waiting to scream that at somebody? Mm. Uh, you know, it was it was fun. We had like a little back and forth. That's fun. But oh, wow. it, was, it was an interesting crowd. It was... um. Because I watched a little, I watched like a couple comics and then I watched what they laughed at and I was like, they're stupid. That like not, if you were at the show, God bless. I'm sorry, I'm not talking about you. Or maybe I am, I don't know. But like the things that they found were funny, I was like, huh. And then the things that went over their head, I was like, huh? It was really curious. Uh, And then I did a show, it looked like, so it was in someone's backyard in Silver Lake maybe? Or like Los Feliz, I don't really know the, the area. But uh, maybe Los Feliz. I don't know. So we're like, whatever. But uh, it looked like a rainforest cafe. And there was a tree house where people sat in. I'll give you the contact information if you're interested in doing it. But like, it was like a good crowd. Uh, I was like, uh, everyone was like warm and friendly. And I was like, huh, I'm going to do all of my new material. 
So that's when the ranch joke became four minutes because I was so comfy cozy with these people. Oh, wait. And then I did another one in a parking lot in Echo Park <laughs> where Bill Burr dropped in and screamed at a lady holding tacos. Uh, Heck yeah. Yeah. So I, I guess, yeah, I've done four shows. Look at you. Look at me. And then abruptly the Lord said, no more. Mm-hmm. Uh, which yeah, makes sense. I get it. <laughs> yeah, you're having too good of a time in this mm-hmm. pandemic. I was like, you we your ass gotta down. stop this. <laughs> uh, yeah, it would be nice to perform. <laughs> yeah, um, but like it gave me a taste of like, I was going through a period where I was like, maybe I just don't do stand-up anymore. Hmm. I was like, I don't know. Maybe that was my time. Maybe it's done. But then babbling through not remembering like even though i couldn't remember the beats of my jokes during that first show i was like oh i would never get off stage i'm having a great time yeah these people just have to deal with it (laughs) they just have to deal with me figuring the things out again and i don't know why i felt like that it's not the right thought to have i think it's the wrong thought to have to be like these people have to just deal with me while i figure my shit out live on stage they're honestly having a great time (laughs) Like, I guess, yeah. We can't wait to hear the end of this joke. <laughs> <laughs> They're happy to be outside. They're happy to do you're, anything. You're right. But it was, it's just, all of those shows truly, I felt so good after. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah, I, would, I can't stop doing stand-up. I like it too much. Yeah. And I thought, because I had like an hour where I was like, this is my hour. I want to sell it somewhere. And I was like, well, I don't know what I'll do after that. Like, how will I come up with new material? But then I like, I did four shows and I have like, I think eight new minutes. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, that was like a month's worth of work. Like, I'm I'm fine. Yes. I yeah. think this pandemic has me, just, it had me questioning a lot of things. Oh, absolutely. That I didn't necessarily need to be questioning. I had a couple months where I was like, I guess my brain doesn't work anymore. I guess mm-hmm. I don't have any more thoughts or creativity. <laughs> I'm never going to produce anything of worth again. Mm-hmm. And now I don't feel that way. Now ideas are coming back. But mm. It's hard to adjust because it's like your routines different. Now there's got to be new routines to yeah. help, help figure out that creative process. Yeah. And another interesting thing that's come from the pandemic is I think I'm going to have to quit smoking. I think that's a great thing. I'm so upset about it. Hmm. I finally went to a general practitioner and she was like, you can't smoke. It's hmm. terrible for you. Hmm. And she like, I did. And that's x-rays. the first you ever heard of that. No, but, like, I just don't go to doctors anymore. And, like, uh, I it was always, like, a physical for, like, a show or whatever where they were just going to, like, be like, she's fine. Uh, but she was just, like, this really kind woman who, like, really just, like, spoke to me and was uh, just nice in a way where, like, she didn't say not one thing about my weight. She was just like, let's just make sure you're healthy first. Yeah. And then was like, I don't think you should be smoking. And it wasn't like she was shaming me or anything. She was just like, I think a decision we should make is you quit. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe I just need it, like, phrased like that. Yeah. And I haven't fully quit yet. I'm down to, like, one a day. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's great. Uh, I, I just enjoy them so much. Although yesterday I had one, and I was like, this is bad. It's also cold. It was at nighttime. I was like, it's cold outside? It's not worth I'm it to go shorts. outside. Yeah. Well, I had to go outside for this? hmm And then I was like, and I'm, like, a little stinky now from the cigarette? Yeah, that's oh, what boy. it is. So, yeah, I think that's a thing that's going to happen. I'm like, I'm really bummed about it. Like, I'm sad to see them go. And I might have to, like, mourn it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you just take take whatever time you need. 
Need to well, I have this book called. Have I ever told you about my uh, journey with the Easy Way to Quit by Alan? Oh Carr, yes, yeah, yeah. He stopped where I it. just refused to finish the last chapter because I was like, "No, I'm making a choice to continue smoking." <laughs> yeah, because I got to a point where I was like, "I don't think I want them anymore," and I was like, "No, no, 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 Alan." <laughs> That's so crazy to be like, "I'm fighting uh-huh. this." Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, finish the last chapter or start mm-hmm. it over again if it's been. A I'm going to start it over again and. It's like on my bookshelf. I'm literally like looking at it right now, clocking it with my side eye. Okay, honey. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I truly just don't want to start it. But I guess what a treat that would be to like not have to excuse myself from places to go suck down a tasty little cancer stick. Yeah. You're missing all the laughs and the fun. 15 minutes of fun. Gone. Yeah, (laughs) Because you went outside to to hurt yourself. (laughs) Yeah, to hurt myself. Actually, I think I've told you this, but during the period of our friendship where you put your hands in my face all the time, I don't know why. But yeah, I'm really sorry. I'm not sure why that was a thing I did. You just love putting your hands in my but face. But like in what context? Because I this is not a memory I have. Girl, but I, I don't know. I, don't I like know. believe you. I believe you. I had to tell you, like, you have to stop putting your hands in my face. And you're like, huh. Oh, all right. And you, <laughs> and you did. But I don't. You just like kept put. I, I don't know if you're like pointing at things or like emphasizing something but your hands are always in my face and they smelled like cigarettes and this because i smoke yeah yeah i know but (laughs) obviously but they smell bad and so it's like on top of the fact that you're invading my space you're (laughs) also putting a nasty smell in my nose sorry yeah i can't fathom why i would do that (laughs) i i fully believe you i'm a weird person i do weird things uh i like to like jump at people real quick for no reason like i just <laughs> i like <laughs> i was like getting you <laughs> yeah i guess I, yeah maybe oh maybe it's like a part of it because you weren't expecting them to be near your face <laughs> i don't know i like to keep people on their toes and scared of me um <laughs> but yeah i guess when i quit smoking i'll start putting my hands back in your face no that's not what i was that's not why i brought yes, that up no that's what i, I heard <laughs> loud and clear no 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 no. i would still like your smoke-free hands to not be in my face <sighs> okay <laughs> I'm just, like, so bummed about it. I think it became, like, not a part of my identity, but, like, a part of my identity. Like, I learned how to do it. Yes. Hmm. So in high school, um, I can't remember. Oh, my friend Dan smoked. He smoked Newports. So all my friends smoked Newports. And then we would steal Marlboros from Kristen's mom. And then I was like, uh, and then I figured out I liked marble menthols. So I, oh, and then I, I smoked Reds for a little bit. Those are like, oof, I haven't had one in a minute. Um, but I would get them, we would like go to the gas station, buy them, and then I would like sit in my garage and like learn how to inhale. Because when you don't inhale, it just it's like a plume of smoke and people know you're not inhaling. It doesn't, it doesn't look right. And I like would do little inhales and and then I would work it to like deep inhale. Like it was, it was (laughs) it was work. (laughs) Yeah. It shouldn't have to be. Like no. It should be very easy peasy. And then, like, you shouldn't have to, like, cough up a lung. Like, it's... Yeah. And then even now, I've smoked for... I guess I started when I was, like, I don't know, 13, 14. So, like, over 15 years. Even now, I'll be like... (laughs) And it just, like, hits the wrong way. Your body does not want this. No, my body, I think, has been like, I rebuke this action this is not Hmm. for us Hmm. and i'm like yes it is (laughs) 
We gotta find a, a new habit for you. So you can like, maybe you can step outside and like play hacky sack or something. No, get the fuck up out of here. Pick up yo-yoing. No. Ew. <laughs> so you These just are all things No, I don't want them. Suck uh, on a lollipop. I don't want to start jeweling. I don't like jewels. Oh, maybe I'll start eating lollipops. I'll just always have a lollipop. Yeah. It's a new oral fixation sensation. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I'll do that. <laughs> but then, yeah. then then, there's also drawbacks. Like, now you have, like, tons of sugar on your teeth. <laughs> your mouth's always like, red or smoking, blue. Her teeth rotted out of her head. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> well, what is, you don't have a, a habit that's bad? Mm. Oh, okay, Miss Perfection. <laughs> I guess I'm just, like, addicted to drinking water and mm-hmm. going to bed on time mm-hmm. and addicted to exercising. It's, like, not true at all. Uh, none of that's true. What am I addicted to? Um, I feel like I was getting close to an Instagram addiction, but mm. I feel like I've done a good job of weaning myself off. So mm. do I have any other? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. Wow. Must be nice to be like, I have no vices. Um, (laughs) Maybe I just looked at pictures too much. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I I liked one too many pictures. (laughs) Um, I mean, I have a sweet tooth. I like it's fine. You don't have to you don't have to have flaws. No, I'll figure you, out. I'm bad. I'm sure of it. <laughs> no, you don't you truly don't have to have any sort of flaws. <laughs> what a treat to be you. I mean I mean, honestly, I think my mom like scared the shit out of me when <laughs> I was younger for many reasons, but she like for any kind of vice like that, she would tell me a horrible story. So like I don't drink coffee and I never have. Because she's like, it'll stunt your growth, it'll stain your teeth, and it'll make your brain stop developing. And I'm like, oh, okay. And so I've never <laughs> tried it. And so people, you know, as an adult, they're like, you can have it now. Even <laughs> my mom's been like, you can have it now. And I'm like, no, you brain- <laughs> brainwashed me to thinking that it's awful. <laughs> Same with smoking. She's like, it'll make your lungs black. And I feel like she showed me a picture of like, a, you know, one of those like tar lungs that have been like mm-hmm. been operated on. She's like, that's what it's going to look like. And I'm like, okay, then I'm never smoking. Um, yeah, I'm just not that, I'm not looking to do anything that's <laughs> a vice, I guess, because my Fair. mom won't, even chewing gum, which is not even a vice, but like my mom's like, we don't chew gum. It's like a cow <laughs> chewing cud. That's like, what my oh. mother used to say. Yeah. So. But she would chew gum sometimes. And I'd be like, all right, cow. <laughs> moo moo yeah moo bitch <laughs> i guess there's a cow in the living room uh that's so funny i guess my well my mom she said smoking was bad uh but she smoked for a little bit and then quit because my father was like i don't like this mm-hmm. and she was like mm, all right um yeah my dad and smoked then, a pipe and huh? my, my dad smoked a pipe like one of those old-timey whoa <laughs> and still does like and- smeagol is that yeah. his name in Peter Pan? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He smokes a pipe. Yeah, I think it's like a corn pipe or something. Yeah. <laughs> and then in The Little Mermaid, there's a snorf blat. So your dad... Oh, yeah. He smokes a snorf blat. Yes. <laughs> so your dad smokes a snorf blat. Mm-hmm. And there was a monologue from Kindergarten Cop <laughs> where <laughs> the kid was explaining how disgusting um, smoking was. I can't remember all of it, but it was like, it makes you cough up green. It makes your lungs, what you know, whatever. And so I wrote it down 
so mm-hmm. I could recite this to my father. And Aww. I and I recited it to him and I was like, I don't want this to happen to you. I don't want you to die. And he's like, okay. And then I maybe didn't see him smoke for a couple weeks. And then it, it was like right back in the rotation. And I was like, what about the, rec- the, the recital I did? <laughs> Wasn't my performance powerful enough for you to quit something you were addicted to? Even now, like he takes um, medication for many things and uh and smokes and he's like and he has a horrible like rattling like chest rattling cough Mm -hmm. and he's like i only cough like that when i take my medicine and smoke and i was like well you can't (laughs) stop taking your medicine so maybe you should stop smoking Mm -hmm. and he's like oh i'll figure it out he won't he'll just smoke until he dies i guess yeah people have to like want it which is like annoying it's annoying. Yeah, there's nothing I can do to stop him. No. Other than be like, I love you. I don't want you to die. Please stop. Send him the easy way to quit smoking by Alan Carr. Okay. And if he reads it, he might quit. Yeah. That's a good idea. It's such an interesting book. Yeah. And they like he tells you to smoke while you're reading it. Because mm. he'll be like, you'll be like smoking and then you'll like start reading it. And it's like, Isn't, wasn't that disgusting? And you're like, oh, I guess it was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. I don't know if he's going to read it. Because now... Uh, him and his brother-in-law they go to this like all black cigar bar oh yeah forget about it i know and it and he sent me like promo videos from their like social mm-hmm. media account it does look fun it's <laughs> just a bunch of old black men having a great time drinking whiskey smoking cigars and i was like oh that's that's nice he needs that it's community <laughs> maybe next time i go see papa i'll have him bring me there oh man you might have a blast yeah it looks fun <laughs> I like that I'm planning things to go see your dad without you. <laughs> I love like, it, it wasn't even a thought to be like, oh, maybe Sashir would want to come. I was like, no, next time I'm there, I'm going to call up Papa and he's going to take me. <laughs> me and Papa's next adventure. Yeah, we went. We went to the big fire hydrant. We went vintage shopping. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that. I truly treated him just like you. And I was like, take my picture. And he was happy to do it. Uh, what a great time. I love people's parents. They're so uh-huh. nice to me. Of course. Yeah. Probably because, like, they talked about you or, you know, or they just know who you are. And they're like, I can't wait to hang out with Nicole. Mm, maybe. My friend Mitch's mom, we were talking about oysters and how I have never had them. And she's like, I'm taking her to get oysters. And I'm really excited about uh, it. <laughs> that's really fun. <sighs> that's nice. Yeah. I guess when the world takes your parents, they give you a bunch more. Maybe. Maybe maybe parents have like some sort of like parental instinct that pops up when they're around you. And they're like, I'm going to be her mom today. Or they're like, she's carefree, seems a little reckless. Maybe (laughs) I should give her some stability. (laughs) There's a few lessons that she missed growing up. I need to to help her out. (laughs) Sometimes I'm like, I did miss lessons. Mm. Like, I missed the whole cooking lesson. My mom was a good cook, and yeah. I missed it. I mean, I did, too, and my mom's still alive, so. <laughs> Is your mom a good cook? Yeah, but she didn't always want to cook. Because mm. she, when she does, she's, it's good. I, no, I don't think I've ever had your mom's cooking. Probably no, not. I she haven't. makes great greens. Ooh, I do like greens. Great chili. Ooh. Um, great catfish. Mm-hmm. No, you don't like catfish? I'm not a fish lady. But, I f- yeah, okay. I mean, I also am not a fish person, but I feel you like catfish. You love salmon. That's true. <laughs> I love salmon and catfish. <laughs> but that's it. Nothing else, okay? Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, it's just so funny because, like, I thought my mom was a really great cook. 
And then other people be like, my mom's a great cook. And then you eat their food and you're like, what? You think this cardboard is food? <laughs> I think it's more of nostalgia or something. Because I've also witnessed that too and been like, I don't know if you know what good cooking is. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I think they're just like, it's my mom. It's the best. My uh-huh. mom makes the best stuff. <laughs> yeah. My grandmother used to make a thing called Waldorf salad. And Kimmy on the Keys, can you look up the ingredients to Waldorf salad? I think that's what it was called. It was like green. It was, and it was nasty. And she made it for every occasion. (laughs) And I was like, what are you doing? And then I was like, do people like this? And I, I don't, I don't remember anyone ever. Oh, that wasn't it. I think there was jello in it. Oh boy. Like jello and lettuce? It, no, there was. Yeah, I, that's what it. Yes, ew. Yes. The, okay, so uh, it's a like lime the jello salad, green jello salad. Res- that's what it like looked like. Oh, this one and looks it's like, like cottage cheese and pineapple and ooh, lime. That's ooh. crazy. Yeah, my grandmother would make that, and like it would just be in a dish, and I cannot remember if people ate it or not. But I was like. <laughs> Grandma, this is not it. This is truly not for, this isn't for, who is this for? But then also, like, my grandma, she would make that and, like, would she make chitlins? Chitlins only happened every now and again. And mm-hmm. it was, like, an event. Everyone would get so excited for them. And they, oh. have you ever smelled chitlins? Yes. They, they fucking so stink. Yeah. I remember everyone being so excited. And I was like, oh, I can't wait to taste these. And then the smell hit. And I was like, we have to eat what's cooking? <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. So gross. I do. I should learn. I should pick one dish to be like my dish that I always bring and make it really well. I don't mm. have one, but I should pick one. My mom, I loved her macaroni and cheese. Mm-hmm. It was my, it's to this day, the memory is like, it's my favorite. And sometimes I can recreate it. Uh, other times my sister will go, it's too salty. And I go, well, you didn't try. So you can like leave the room. But uh, she, My mother used to make this baked ziti and I don't know what she did to it. But it like my aunts, like a couple years back were like, man, do you remember Bonnie's baked ziti? And it was like, yes, I don't know what she did. I got to ask my sister. I think she might have recipes and stuff. Ooh, that'd be nice. Yeah. I got to. And then she also made good uh, sweet potato. Uh, I don't know what you call them. We just call them sweet potatoes. Like a whip? Yeah, it was like mushy. It was mush, but then yeah. there was a ton of marshmallows on top. Yeah. Oh. oh. So good. So fucking good. Oh. <laughs> I watched oh. recently a video of Jennifer Gardner making it. Mm. And she... So I can't remember what she doesn't... It's maybe like milk and sugar she doesn't add to hers. And then her grandmother... I think it's her grandmother's recipe that her... She was making it. Her mom was making it. Her mom seems adorable. And I would like to be friends with her mom. And her mom added so much, like, extra sweetness to it that I was like, yeah, I want that. Mm. I, that's the one I want. That Even looks that good. sweet, sweet, sweet potato. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <sighs> I like, I, when I went home for the, I guess, pre-holidays, like, before Thanksgiving, um, no one was putting, no one was doing, like, official Thanksgiving dinner or anything. Mm-hmm. But my aunt was like, you know, I'll make you a sweet potato pie. It was like a mass text. Like, we're not hosting Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. but I'll make everyone a sweet potato pie, which I thought was a joke. But I was like, well, I think I'll be driving to the Midwest around that time anyway, and I'll take that pie. And she made me a pie. And it was oh, so nice. Nice. It was good and very tasty. Ugh, I love sweet potato pie. 
Mm-hmm. People be like, pumpkin pie. I'm like, go fuck yourself. Sweet potato pie is so much better than pumpkin pie. Yeah. I actually, I uh, brought it back to Chicago because I was like seeing friends in Chicago and seeing my family in Indiana. And uh, I had some friends who were like, some white friends who, who were like, oh, is that a pumpkin pie? I was like, no, it's a sweet potato pie. And they're like, is there a difference? And I was like, ooh, boy, <laughs> you don't even understand. And then they had a taste and they're like, oh, my God, this is so yeah. good. It's dense. Mm-hmm. It's so much denser. And oh, cre- oh, I can't I can't even like describe to you how yeah. much better. It's so uh, it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, mm, uh, uh. Uh. Love starts with you. Show off your personal style every day with new Pandora pieces that set a shining example for the world to see. From big feelings to small messages and everything in between, beautiful hand-finished jewelry from Pandora radiates with your love from every angle. Create a look that's all your own with a unique mix of meaningful charms or choose from Pandora's sparkling selection of timeless designs, perfect for making an eye-catching statement. With Pandora Jewelry's vast selection of rings, bracelet, earrings, necklaces, and charms, there's endless ways to love it, stack it, and wear it, and share it. Style your everyday favorites with sparkling cuts, vibrant enamels, and playful designs, or truly make it your own with a personal engraving. Pandora Jewelry is the perfect way to share the gift of love with yourself and the ones closest to your heart. Shop now at Pandora.net. Pandora. Be love. I don't wear makeup often, but when I do, I want to make sure I can use products that work for my skin and look good for my skin color. And so that's why I like Thrive Cosmetics. Thrive Cosmetics has a full line of makeup to refresh your everyday look. With clean, skin-loving ingredients, their foolproof products make it easy for any skill level to apply. Their Brilliant Eye Brightener can be used as highlighter-eyeshadow combo that makes your eye look effortless. It comes in 16 buildable shades to choose from and play with. Their easy-to-use Infinity Waterproof Eyebrow Liner helps you achieve your ideal eyebrow look. It holds like wax and blends like a powder. I love the Waterproof Eyebrow Liner because most of the time I just do my eyebrows and walk out the door. I like having a nice little, like, finished look. It looks like I tried, but I really didn't. I don't need multiple things. I don't need a brush and then a separate liner and then a separate color and blah, blah, blah. It's all one thing and it's great. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash best friends. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S.com slash best friends. For 10% off your first order. Black representation in the media means so much to me. I loved Whoopi Goldberg growing up and I was like, oh, that's a woman who like, she, she's got the same skin tone as me. She kind of looks like me and I can do it. So honestly, the next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. Every episode is a living account of what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Schmurter to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. 
Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Listen to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get podcasts. Must we take a quiz? No. No, it's yes. just, you can just, uh, some more. You can just, ugh, about just, sweet uh, potatoes. Ugh. Yeah, let's take a little quizzy poo. Take a little Ooh, do you hear the scream? Did you hear that scream? Is that what your doorbell is? <laughs> that really sounded like someone in peril. Uh-huh. That's awful. How are you not like, I would imagine being like on edge when that happens. Like you're just like, your energy is going to be like. <laughs> like John like, asked me that yesterday. He's like, so nothing happens to you when the doorbell rings? And I was like, no. If just, anything, like, I, feel, I feel more at ease. I feel happiness. <laughs> Uh, I don't feel a single thing. I love it so much. Wow. It brings me such joy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I would for sure be on edge and be like, there's danger afoot. Like, <laughs> even subconsciously. I wouldn't be like, because I know, I'd be like, I, that's the doorbell. But in the back of my mind, I'd be like, something's wrong. No, I mean, it's been like that for, I think, a year now. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I would feel bad for the people who live here, but I love it too much. But what are the other options? Are there other options of noises? I mean, I could look, but, like, I'm not going to. <laughs> okay. So sorry about that. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. All right. Let's look at these quizzes. Oh, maybe. Okay. There's two options I'm seeing immediately. Since we were just talking about pies, maybe this dessert quiz will reveal which decade you belong to. Mm-hmm. Or eat a food of every color, and we'll tell you what kind of tattoo to get. You hungry? Oh, I guess I am. But we were literally <laughs> just talking about food. Oh yeah, I guess. Oh, I well, I mean, those are at the bottom. I guess I started at the top. Well, they just jumped out at me because I guess okay. I'm hungry. Also, All build right. a pizza, and we'll tell you what celeb you will marry and then divorce. I'm happy to do whichever one you want. Okay, how about eat a food of every color and we'll tell you what kind of tattoo to get. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. And if you want to play along at home, <laughs> this is a Go BuzzFeed quiz. www.buzzfeed.com. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure, I don't know. I don't know how the website works. <laughs> yeah, type in the words we just said and see what yeah. happens. <laughs> yeah, eat every food, eat food in every color, and we'll tell you the next tattoo you should get. <laughs> okay. Take a red food. Apples. Are you sure those aren't peaches? Those are oh. apples. You're right. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. They're oh, okay. apples. Strawberries. I think those are cherry tomatoes. Yeah. And ketchup. Ew. Who's just eating straight up ketchup? Ugh. I picked strawberries. Same. I love, I love like an organic sweet strawberry from like a locally sourced place. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> uh, how about some green food? Broccoli. Apples. Uh, looks like a salad. It looks like, yes. Is it like an iceberg lettuce salad? Huh? Is that iceberg lettuce? No. I think so. Caesar, baby. Oh, it's a Caesar salad. Oh, okay. Um, And then Brussels sprouts. Okay. I'm going to say Brussels sprouts. I've learned how to cook them. I'm also going to say Brussels sprouts. I appreciate them more as I get older. They're so good. (laughs) They're very good. Nobody told me you just slather them in oils and salt and pepper and, Mm -hmm. and fucking crisp them bitches up. Have you ever put, so, okay. I've I've mentioned the air fryer to you before, and you acted like it was foreign, and you didn't like the idea of it. But 
Yeah, what are you frying in the air? You holding up the fryer or something? <laughs> you, is it suspended in the air? You dropping it's, it from planes? I don't actually even know what it does. I, but it's just like a big contraption. You put food in this bottom compartment and it goes, and then it like kind of air fries it. Hmm. Anyway, you can do that with Brussels sprouts and it makes the edges crispy and it's really good. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I don't know if I believe in an air fryer, though. Believe in? Mm. It exists. I don't know if that's a part of my belief system. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you believe it or not. It's just a thing that exists in the world, okay? Uh, just like Jesus Christ, our Lord Savior. All right. I believe in the Lord more than I believe in an air fryer. <laughs> Praise Choose- be. <laughs> Praise be. Choose something blue to nom on. Blueberries. Ice cream. Uh, Goop? What is that? Yogurt? Is it oh, maybe that's a berry acai bowl. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just learned about them. Oh. And this is, is this, oh, this is blue cheese? Ew. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Ugh, blue cheese is truly just, ugh, nasty. I'm going to say blue ice cream because it reminds me of my uncle's old ice cream store where they had cotton candy ice cream where I always got it, even though, it, like, after, I don't know, four licks, you're like, this is too much sugar. And, like, even as a child, I was like, this is sick. <laughs> hmm. I didn't know that your uncle had an ice cream store. He did. That's fun. Yeah. I can't remember for how long he had it. And I'm 100% sure it was his and that we didn't just, like, go with him to one. <laughs> <laughs> I I would hope so. Yeah, either he owned it or we just, like, patronized it with him. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure it was his. <laughs> okay. I- I, I, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna pick blue cheese. <laughs> I I like it. I didn't like really? it more than ice cream or blueberries. Yeah, I didn't know this about you. I mean, it's not like my favorite cheese, but I would eat it. I've never seen you eat anything with blue cheese on it. Well, I guess I haven't had the opportunity, but probably because there's other cheeses available that I like better. Wow. But that wasn't a section of cheeses. It was just a section of blue cheese or blue things. And of those things, blue cheese was my choice. Okay. But if it was a section of cheeses, it would not be my first choice. Well, what's your first choice cheese? Cheddar. Mm. And then Munster. And then Gouda. Ooh. Well, I don't think I've ever had Munster. Yes, and I don't know if I've ever had Gouda. Oh, interesting. Oh, no. I've had had Gouda because Cafeteria in New York makes a Gouda mac and cheese. Mm, yeah. So I've had that, like a smoked Gouda. There you go. Yeah. My number one cheese choice? You'll never believe it. Yes. <laughs> never believe it. Um, Swiss? Parmesan. Parmesan. Finance Ooh, Parmesan. Parmesan is good. Oh, I guess I've got a number one and a number two. So guess mm. the, guess again. Guess one more. Uh, uh, cheddar? American. I oh, love American boy. cheese melted. <laughs> it tastes oh. just like plastic. Oh. Like I bit into like I, the first cheeseburger. Like I, I didn't like cheese for a while. So like the first cheeseburger I tried had American cheese on it, and I was like, "Wait a minute, do they forget to take the plastic off?" Oh, and no. then someone was like, "No, Nicole, that's just what it tastes like." And I was like, "Huh? Well, I really like it." Oh my gosh, I can't believe you came away from that experience thinking Love I like it. this. Yeah, my friend Tess's kid makes fun of me because, like, we made burgers once, and I was like, well, we have to get my American. And Tess was like, ew. Mm. And then Sia was like, ugh, meany, mm. gross. And I was like, this is mean. Mm. Oh, I love it so much. <laughs> All oh. right. Great. I mean. It's like melted. And then after it melts, that's the shape of it. <laughs> yeah, it's still a square. <laughs> it doesn't actually melt. I lo- 
It is plastic. It's, it's plastic. plastic food. I love it. I I just want to thank Kraft for like really <laughs> like being pioneers in that. I mean, I guess other you're not alone because they still make it. So mm-hmm. people are eating it. It's so funny that it's called American and it's like, it's not real food. And it's like, that's what we like to eat. Yeah, of course that's American cheese. Mm-hmm. You know, like, of course our cheese is the most artificial, <laughs> bad, plastic <laughs> shit. Yeah, I love it. Hmm. Okay, and something purple. Eggplant. Ooh, um... Those radishes? Tiny tits. What are they? Are those radishes? Someone tell us that those are radishes. Yes, they are radishes. Okay. (laughs) So I like tiny tits. I guess I've never had a radish before. (laughs) Yeah, that's how they're sold? Hmm. I mean... Vegetables. They're what? Root root vegetables. vegetables. I guess I thought radish was bigger. Hmm. Okay, I mean, we have something next next to it for scale. But they do look small in this picture. Okay. Are these beets? Is mm-hmm. beet soup? Ew. Yeah. Uh, this is a purple onion. Okay. Interesting. I definitely pick purple onion. I love a purple onion. Um, you know, I don't I don't like onion. And <gasps> I don't know if I've tasted eggplant or radish enough. Do you've never had like baba ganoush? I don't think so. Baba ganoush is so good. And which which thing is in it? The eggplant or the radish? Eggplant. Mm, okay. It's eggplant, and I think it's like you heat it up, and then you like scoop out the middle, and you mush it all up. It's a uh, Mediterranean, I believe. Oh, okay. It's like hummus, but made out of uh, eggplant. Oh, nice. It's so good. Okay, I'll try it. Okay, but I'm gonna say, <laughs> even though it looks gross in this picture, uh, beets. I don't think I've ever had a beet. They are good, um, especially when you're on your period, to, like, pump up the iron. Oh, okay. But they're, like, it's a strong taste. My man was, <laughs> it's really sweet because he, he knows when I'm on my period, I need more iron. So he'll mm-hmm. get beets to put them in our smoothies. And I'm like, please only put, like, one or two beets in there. Mm-hmm. And then he thinks he's, like being extra helpful by sneaking in a third in there. <laughs> and, then, and then I'm like, well, now this tastes just like beets and like nothing else in here. And he's like, oh, well, I, I just thought I was, I, you can't even notice. And I was like, yes, I can. The whole thing is purple and my mouth is purple and all I taste is beets. I can tell. <laughs> Please don't sneak beets in here like I'm a dog and you're trying to give me medicine and peanut butter. Like just. That's funny though. <laughs> he's sneaking in the beets. Honestly, Without context, it sounds like he's, like, trying to, like, make you wear Beats by Dre. Or he's, like, bringing music to you. He's like, come on. He's sneaking, sneaking the beats. these Beats. And I'm like, do not sneak Beats on me, okay? <laughs> I have Samsung <laughs> headphones that I like just fine. Okay. so Finally. This is, yes. Grab some orange grub. A literal orange. Carrots. Sweet potatoes. Peaches. Hmm. As of late, I've really been enjoying carrots. Oh, okay. Yeah, Good so I'm going to say carrots. Nice. But also, I just really love sweet potatoes. No, I take it back. Sweet potatoes. Mm, okay, okay. Okay, I made the right choice. I feel good. Yeah, I would say out of all of these, I eat sweet potatoes the most. So I'm, I'm also going to say sweet potatoes. Okay. So this is Nicole. <laughs> okay, so I should get a shoulder tattoo. You deserve something simple and sweet for your shoulder. Whether it's a bird, ugh, a flower, ugh, or a little wave. That's so funny because all your tattoos are big. 
<laughs> yeah, they're like big and stupid, and that's how I like them. Yeah, you don't have like little anything. Well, I guess my wrist ones. That's oh, yeah, little stars. Yeah, little stars. That's the smallest one I have. Hmm. Okay. What's mine? A minimalist tattoo. You are a very simple person. That sounds rude. Uh, <laughs> so you won't be getting any flashy ink. A small vine or quote suits you just fine. I mean, yeah, I do have dainty tattoos. You like, do. I do have some big ones, but uh, yeah, I have like a tiny pizza. You <laughs> do? That is dainty. It's dainty. I would say the one that wraps around your leg is rather dainty too. Yeah, even though it's large. But, and in charge. And in charge. But it's got a lot of, a lot of little dainty lines. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality, basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your own body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now, politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that will block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. That's why they fight every day to push for common-sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctor. Planned Parenthood needs your support now more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. Why not grocery shop from the comfort of your couch? With Thrive Market, the no-junk-food, healthy grocery store, you can! Make Thrive Market your go-to for your grocery and household essentials. The convenience of getting everything online and quickly shipped to your doorstep is a huge time saver. Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks, low-sugar alternatives, or gluten-free pantry essentials, They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories. Use their on-site filters to curate your own shopping experience to make simpler, healthier swaps. So the filters I use are, I don't want gluten in my belly. So I say, no gluten, because gluten sometimes it hurts my tummy. So I say, less gluten, more not tootin', you know, because sometimes I get farty. Okay, save time and money as the Thrive Market member on every single grocery order on average. Customers save over 30% each time. I love how Thrive Market supports my life and grocery shopping habits. Ooh, they have a Thrive Market brand creamy peanut butter 16-ounce jar. And that's that's something I like. And then they have Thrive Market grass-fed organic ground beef. Oh, boy. It's so yummy and delicious. So save time and money and shop Thrive Market today. Go to thrivemarket.com slash bestfriends for 30% off your first order, plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash bestfriends. Thrivemarket.com slash bestfriends. Well, we should answer some questions. Let's answer some freaking questions. 
Okay, we have an email. Hi, Nicole and Sashir. Thank you so much for this podcast and all the tea hee hees. I've been in therapy for about six months for depression and disordered eating. I'm proud of myself for getting help, but I'm not sure if my current therapist is a good fit for me. In our sessions, I feel like I talk and talk and my therapist doesn't provide much assistance or suggestions. She always leads with, what do you want to talk about today? So I've started to prepare for our sessions like I'm performing. I understand that the majority of therapy is me doing the work, but I feel like she hasn't given me any work to do. What should I do? Should I break up with my therapist or give it more time? And if I decide to break up with her, how do I do that? Thanks so much for being open about how how therapy can benefit everyone. I also now scrub my feet and legs in the shower with a tool. <laughs> thanks to you. And thanks to you for using the tools that yes, man has thank provided. Thank you for using a tool. I feel like we've really changed some lives by shedding light on like, to- like it's so yeah, more crazy than to therapy. Me. Like introducing tools into people's yes. shower routine. <laughs> yes, that is that is the real therapy yeah. of life. I just don't know how people think they're clean when they don't That's use the a question tool. She asked. We're talking about therapy. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. Um, here's the thing: this therapist is not a good fit for you. If you have a question about leaving your therapist, that's not a good fit. I I don't know. I mean. Right? I, I don't know if that's necessarily the case. I don't think it's like, this person has to be perfect and I always love them every single time I go to the session and, and that's why they're a good therapist. Like, my therapist is kind of a slow burn and this is the yeah. second one I've had and sometimes there are sessions where I'm just talking and there's no like, homework or like there's no like and that's what we have decided but then sometimes we'll have a session and she's like you said this thing four weeks ago and it connects to the thing that you're saying today and i think maybe this is how we need to work on that and i'm like damn you know so it, it people have different mm-hmm. strategies in the way they work um i don't know how this person works also we don't even know how long this person has seen this particular therapist so it could be like right now mm-hmm. this therapist is collecting data to bring up later well, did you ever think you should break up with your current therapist? No. That's what I mean. If you have the question, should I break up with my therapist? I think the answer is you should break up with your therapist. I don't necessarily think that's true. I'm, I mean, I really, think with anything, like you can have, I mean, you can are allowed to have a question. Should I quit my job? Should I break up with this person? Should I, you know, you can have the question, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to follow through with it. I feel like when you're questioning things, you know the answer. Okay. I mean, with, specifically with, like, therapy and, like, also quitting your job. Like, if you're like, should I quit my job? It's like, oh, because you want to be doing something else. And then it's, do you know what I mean? And it's like, if the thing you want to do means more to you, then, yeah, quit your job. But with therapy, I don't think I've ever, like, the only question I've ever had is, like, should I find a new therapist? I think I like her too oh, much. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, maybe that's not helpful. But then... Like yours, she is a slow burn. She will bring up stuff that I've said mm-hmm. months ago and be like, I think we found yeah. the answer to this. And I'm like, oh, fuck me. But um, I think it's like, maybe before you, maybe before you like leave her or them, you say, hmm, I don't know. Maybe you need to tell your therapist, I don't like when you ask me what I want to talk about today. Can we start our sessions just as a conversation that's what i think i think before you leave you should have a talk about this which is what you should do before you quit a job break up with somebody you can consider Mm -hmm. 
How can we make this better? And if it doesn't get better, then you have your answer. You should leave. So, yeah. What do you want to happen other than her asking, what do you want to talk about today? Also, I don't... Also, oh, I don't necessarily think, um, like, preparing for your sessions is bad because I do that. I, mm-hmm. like, I'm like, oh, this thing really affected me this week and I write it down so I remember to talk about it in the session because that thing that happened mm-hmm. maybe a week and a half ago. And I, you know, and then we get into the session. I'm like, oh, boy, what was the thing that I, I can't remember what the thing is. And then I'm just, like, recounting my day mm-hmm. and that's not what I actually wanted to talk about. So I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't think prepping for a therapy session is a bad thing. But also, so she's been in, or they've, they've been in therapy for oh, six so, months. Oh, so, okay, now, okay, I forgot that she said six months. That's nothing. This person is definitely still collecting yeah. information. They, that It's too early to leave yes. your therapist because they don't know anything about you yet. Yes. Yeah, but in six months, if you haven't, like, if your therapist hasn't given you any tools, mm. oh yeah, and you don't feel any better, yeah, I think in six months, if there has been zero changes to how you feel and you don't feel slightly better, I think that's yes. a problem because I started feeling not immediately better after therapy, but like a weight was lifted off my shoulder. And in those coming months, I realized how rash I act against things. And it just, I slowed down a little bit and that like, truly was a revelation to my life. And then I think we figured out maybe a year and a half in that I needed to be on ADD medication. So, like, it does take time. But in six months, you should... Something something in your life should yeah. be more positive. Yeah. I think it's okay to just truly be like, what's your process? Like, where do you, where do you see this going? Mm-hmm. Like, how... What do you think we need to do, you and I, for me to find results? Because uh, if she's mm-hmm. laying it all on you to be like, what do you want to do? How do you feel about what you're talking about? What do you think you need to do? That then you don't need her. Then you need you could just talk to a wall. But yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But maybe she's thinking of something that you're not seeing or she's not communicating to you, and you can totally yeah. ask. Yeah, we <laughs> solved this. But bravo to you to being in yes. therapy. I think asking for help is a very hard thing to do. Um, and I'm proud yeah, that you did. Yeah, absolutely. And oh, also, there, there was another question of how to break up with your therapist. Oh, yeah, uh, that shit's hard. But also, you're paying. Them. I mean, yeah, it is a business. You, yeah. you yeah. pay them. So I think we're like, because I know sometimes I'll eat a meal that I don't really <laughs> love because I'm like, oh, my God, I can't yeah. possibly tell the person who cooked it that this was bad. And you get like weird about shit. But I think it's fully okay to be like, Hey, I don't know if this is working out for me. Um, and I don't, I don't, I think it's nice to give them something to work on. Like, I, like, you know, at a job, you don't mm-hmm. just fire somebody. Hopefully, you give them a chance to like adjust and be better. Like, Lane Bryant could have fired me for never coming in on time, but they didn't do that. They were like, please try. Anywho, but like, you could just talk to them. Talking to them is fine. It's, they're in the business of talking. And sometimes a therapist might lash out and be mad at you. But, like, that's... Then they need therapy. Oh, yeah. I had a really bad breakup with a therapist. But... (laughs) uh, (laughs) But she was... She needed therapy herself. And that's... You know, you got to remember, these are human beings. And they might have their own attachment issues or codependency or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, So that is a bad example of what could happen. But... Yeah, you can, you can just fully say, you know, I think I actually want to explore other options or take mm-hmm. a break from therapy completely or what, you know, what yeah. it honestly doesn't matter. Cause yeah, it is a service. You are paying them. 
and they do have other clients mm-hmm. and they, it, there should not be emotion with it. It shouldn't be like a breakup because you're not in a, I mean, you are in a relationship, but it's not like a mm-hmm. personal relationship. So ideally, if you say, I don't want this anymore, they should be like, okay. And, and if they have they, another yes. response, that's not your problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I wish we had a stamp that could go, <laughs> solved. Yeah. Yeah, great. Well, good job going to therapy. I'm really proud of you. This is great. And I hope it works out um, for Let, in, every, in uh, any way it's supposed to. Let's do another. <laughs> Sorry. I yeah, I guess you didn't want to hear me talk anymore. And then just made <laughs> yeah. noises. No, I always want to hear you talk. I love you. <laughs> I love you, too. I love mm-hmm. you. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hi, Nicole and Sashir. I'm a huge fan. Um, I'm calling because I recently moved to a big city where all of my best friends live. And we have been making up for a long time and hanging out all of the time. Um, I also have my partner who lives with me. Um, and we've just created this, like, fun little family. Well, um, my partner is agnostic. And all of my friends... Um, I knew that they weren't very um, religious, but I had no idea just how much they hated um, all of that until we started hanging out all the time. And I do have a faith, but I recognize that religion um, is tough and has a lot of flaws. And um, recently, the conversations have been going to um, all of that quite a bit and how dumb Christians can be and um, all of the, you know, hypocritical or, or, um, you know, all that stuff. And so it's very hard for me being the only person in the room with a faith. And um, as much as I try to acknowledge their feelings, there are times where um, it it starts to make me feel stupid or um, just less of myself, and I, I feel like I have to question it. So I just wasn't sure what you guys thought. I know um, I follow all Nicole Byers podcasts, and she has talked about growing up in a faith. Um, how do you guys navigate that? And do you have any advice for what I should do the next time this comes up? How can I protect my feelings or um, communicate my, my heart to my friends in a way that says, you know, I validate and, and think that you have, like, great points and – have a right to believe what you believe, but you don't really have a right to to hurt me or, or, or make me feel stupid um, for my beliefs. So I'd love to hear your your insight on this. Thanks so much. Mmm, juicy. I think, um, for me personally, I think I would say I fully understand that you guys think Christianity is dumb. But I am a Christian, and I'm okay knowing that you think it's dumb. But, like, just hearing it repeatedly is not good for me. So if we could just refrain from, like, that kind of talk, I would just, it would just, for me personally, I'd love it. I think that's very valid and enough. Like, you can just be like, it makes me uncomfortable when you talk about how dumb my faith is. And, yeah, you're entitled Mm -hmm. to your opinions, and I am entitled to mine. And it's okay if we can disagree to or agree to disagree yeah because like faith is such a small part of people do you mm. know what i mean i feel like to people like would ar- just argue to, like, the other direction so really faith, faith is i mean to some people faith can be like a huge part of their life 
Huh. I mean, like it is it's not their everything. People like have a faith or huh. they don't. Uh-huh. But to some people that's their identity. Really? Yeah. I mean, that's like a lot of people are persecuted for their faith be, just because of that. So it's like huh. that is <laughs> Oh yeah, I guess so. Huh. I mean, you remember the, the Muslim ban? Like, that was purely based on faith. So it's like, that, if you are of that. Yeah, okay. I see where yeah. you're coming from. It's not a small yes, part okay. of it. So, <laughs> mm, mm, mm. I guess I just, I grew up with a mother who was very, very religious, but that was a small mm. part of her yeah. personality. And like, she didn't, she wasn't like mad about sinners. Do you know what I'm sure. saying? Like black churches, a lot of times will go in about like how homosexuality is bad. And my mom is like, I don't know. People do what they want to do, but like praise them. So I guess that's where I was coming from with that. But you, you, I see, I see the, the, the bigger, larger macro <laughs> yeah. picture. So, of, some people uh, are like your mom it. where it's like, it's their, you know, they, they define it the way they want to define it. And some people it's like really, really important to them. And that, and all are mm-hmm. fine. All are good and fine. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I wonder if her friends even really know how much, how religious she is, like how in these conversations, mm-hmm. what is she speaking up and revealing how much her and her man are praising God or like, is she just listening and, and taking this in and being upset? Yeah. At home? I wonder if she's showing up to group hangs dressed in Jesus. Is she cosplay? coming as a nun? And <laughs> <laughs> Is she just uh, twirling around singing Climb Every Mountain? Like, what is she also, doing? Like, it doesn't even have to be an argument or a confrontation. If you just even explain, you and you, you also don't owe anything. Let me preface it by saying that. You don't owe anyone anything. You don't have to, like, teach anyone about religion. But if you do explain, like, why you're into it, that's something for your friends to, like, mm-hmm. know you better. I like when people are passionate about stuff. And when my friends are like, it might be weird, but I like this thing. I'm like, cool. Like, you know, I, I want to know what you're into. Mm-hmm. And, they, and having a personal view on this thing that they, they're not involved in might help them understand it a little bit more. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And they might like it. Like, if you want to share your favorite, like, gospel song, they might yeah. be into it. Like, so she never cared one day about the Fast and the Furious, <laughs> but I took her to see Hobbs and Shaw. And afterwards, into we were it. walking back to my car and she went, wow, that was cool as hell. <laughs> Direct yes. quote. And now I'm going to watch more because, of course, my man loves it, loves the whole series. And he's like, oh, you like Hobbs and Shaw? We are going to watch the whole thing. So, yeah. Yeah. So maybe, maybe your friend will be like, I love Kirk Franklin now or whoever, yeah. you know? So I think you are right, Sashir. I think it's, I think it's nice to share things that you love and that you're mm-hmm. into with friends. Yeah, just because you uh, more of a full viewpoint of that person and then you're like oh okay yeah, like, now i now i just know more about that because maybe they haven't had these conversations mm-hmm. with somebody who actually is religious you can have these like incubated non-religion conversations to each other and be like yeah fuck god it ain't real this and that mm-hmm. but then as soon as someone who actually <laughs> believes comes in the conversation you're like oh okay i guess i never really thought about that you know you, like yeah you get just a different perspective and that's always yeah. so interesting i'm like watching ancient aliens and shit and like <laughs> thinking about the stars <laughs> and the galaxies. If I can believe that, I can accept that someone believes in <laughs> Sky Daddy. Like, I, I don't have any problem with that. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. It is funny what, like, what lines yeah. people draw where they're like, I believe in this. Like, 
I believe this, but I don't believe that. Like, imagine the first person who made a record. They're like, this circle mm, will play yeah. music. And people were like, what? No. And it's like, if you just believe me, I can, I can do it for you. And it's like, no, no, hard line. It won't. But like, how does music I play out of no a record idea. or a cassette? How do TVs it, work? Like, it, it's <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's Sky Daddy who's come down to gift us the miracle of the disc. <laughs> the miracle of the disc. <laughs> and that was the miracle after turning water into water. He wine. made a record. <laughs> he made the disc sing. <laughs> Yeah, and you know, if people didn't believe, <laughs> we wouldn't have music. Yeah, <laughs> you know, probably the worst analogy anyone's ever. I think come it's pretty good. <laughs> okay, thank you. Yeah. Also, I have mm-hmm. a question. Oh boy, my mind is jumping. Uh, so that was me being like, I really don't understand how records work. But okay, I have logs in my fireplace that don't go up in flames. They're like faux mm-hmm. logs. Why aren't houses made out of that and buildings so things don't burn down? I have no idea. I don't know if those <laughs> logs are structurally sound. Or is it earthquake safe? Uh, like a whole yeah. building built of like a very heavy, very fire safe thing in an earthquake territory could be dangerous. I think oh. there I think there's a oh. lot of how buildings are built in like the architecture have you have you seen the insides of a building it's just yeah. a bunch of sticks it like, <laughs> i don't understand this is a bunch of sticks and then they put tubs in the mm, sticks mm, those, mm, <laughs> this isn't some like three little pigs what their house is made out of scenario <laughs> <laughs> but i do imagine it is some sort of like cheap materials like you know, how much work can we do with, with a low-cost kind of thing? Like, I'm sure homes were made better in the past to last. Mm-hmm. But I think new homes are not made as well because they're like, well, who fucking cares? Make it make it cheap. You know, like, get it out there, mm-hmm. sell it for a lot of money. And then, and then of course, fires happen. Or, like, they're destroyed. We're not, we're not making things to last anymore. And, in, and like any other industry, like, the, we have materials that will last i think it's like hemp or bamboo you can make stuff out of out of other materials but we won't because mm-hmm. big lumber will get in the way or or like we can you know mm-hmm. fuel cars on different energy but like big oil's gonna get in the way there's like big something will fuck up the whole system because mm-hmm. they don't want mm-hmm. you to use renewable uh or better materials Reci- in order yeah. to if there's an architect who listens please help me understand mm-hmm. Why homes aren't made out of the logs <laughs> in my fireplace, and how a bunch of sticks can hold up bathtubs and stuff. Also, also remember in in some places around the world, homes are made out of like clay mud, and yeah. they harden in the yeah they harden in the sun. Mm-hmm. There's what? there yeah there's a whole there's this is a whole other episode that we could go to. Oh, I guess yeah, pottery does harden in a kiln. How come it doesn't melt? What is pottery? It's clay. Wait, homes are made out of pottery? It's made out of clay. So it's earth. I guess a lot some of it. homes are made out of pottery. Yeah. Terra- a terracotta <laughs> roof is. Oh, my God. I have a terracotta roof, but you can't step on it because so it'll why. crack. Oh, so wait, that's maybe why you I don't, don't build a whole house I think out I of do. it. Even if it's fireproof, it's really mm. fragile. Mm. <laughs> we learned so much on here. <laughs> I mean, it's the, the wonders of the world. 
Oh, also, if someone is a record. No, oh, no, no, no. No, this person. is okay. So, records are made. Okay, so they have uh-huh. grooves in them. So, when the there's, you know, when you put the needle onto the record, so that, yeah. So yeah, the needle that, yeah. is fed through an, another part of the record. And so, when you put that needle on the record, it follows the grooves in it. So, those grooves are made from the music that's being recorded onto it. So, let's say, like, I'm in the studio and I want to make a record. Uh-huh. So I'm going to have me on the mic and then there's going to be another system where there's a needle making divots into the record. So when I go to put that record onto a record player, that needle that uh, showcases... I'm explaining this terribly. <laughs> You're so excited. <laughs> <laughs> that the, the needle that is being fed into where the, the audio would be coming out is following those grooves, those same grooves. How are grooves music? Grooves are grooves, girl. <laughs> oh my god, is that where how, grooves comes from? Like I'm maybe. grooving because of the grooves maybe. in a record. How, I mean, that makes how do CDs make music? I don't it's all know. Zeros and ones. It's all digital. What? <laughs> I don't understand mm-hmm. sound. Mm-hmm. How does sound mm-hmm. get from an object to my it's ears? It's a lot. It is a lot to explain. It's crazy. It's, it's fascinating. That's how far we've come. Like, a cassette is a piece of plastic with strings in it, and you put it in a brick thing, and you press play, and then music comes. I don't understand sound. If there is a soundologist Mm. listening, Mm. please (laughs) write to me about it. Must be. Must be sound. You go to the College of Soundology. How else would you (laughs) learn? All right. Well, (laughs) well... Can I offer something to our listener? I just have a thought, like, because I'm a person of faith as well, and I can just relate to this question because it is really easy to feel uncomfortable talking about it because you can be very aware of all the things, like the different churches or different faiths have done wrong and how they've hurt people, and you can feel that and feel really badly about it. But something I work on remembering is that particularly if these are your friends and they know you and they know you love them, you know you accept them and you're not dismissing them, they're probably going to do the same for you, particularly when you share your ideas or just how you feel. So it's because you don't want them to think you're a part of that thing that like causes so much pain, but they already know you and love you. So Mm -hmm. you don't need to be afraid. It would be really surprising if someone rejected you, even if they've already accepted you. Yeah. I like that. Good job, Cammie. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I can't believe you let us talk about records for two hours before you jumped in with that answer. (laughs) It was very fun. I was not going to stop the record conversation. Did you see the joy on Jordan's face? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I have videos that I can share that explain something better. <laughs> they won't <Okay>. help. <laughs> how is this video they playing might. sound? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, how? All right. If you Where have any questions go? for us, you can email us at NicoleAndSashir at gmail.com or call us or text us at 424 424- Six four five seven zero zero three. We also have merch at podswag.com slash best friends. And we have a bonus series on Stitcher Premium. You can check it out. And for a free month of Stitcher Premium, go to stitcherpremium.com and use the promo code FRIENDS. Also, lastly, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. RRS. That's the easiest way to support this show. Yay! Okay. Well, love to you and yours. That's <laughs> it from us. Signing up. This is Nicole. Oh my God. (laughs) Signing up. This is Sashir. (laughs) Bye bye. Bye.
legend of Cayman Jack is just around the corner. With blue agave nectar, real lime juice, and cane sugar. Discover legendary tastes with America's number one margarita. Premium flavored malt beverage. Please drink responsibly. All registered trademarks used under license by American Vintage Beverage Company, Chicago, Illinois. At Metro, get an iPhone 12 with 5G and a dual camera system for $99.99. Take amazing pictures and share them instantly. And don't put up with life's yada yada. Yada yada. Like photo bombers. Zoom, crop out, yada yada. And bye. You don't take yada yada in life. Don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Get iPhone 12 with 5G with no activation fees and nada yada yada. Only at Metro by T-Mobile. Switch to Metro, bring your ID. This offer isn't available for customers currently at T-Mobile or that have been with Metro in the past 180 days.